Up From Work podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 139. This is your host, Dave Swillam. If you haven't listened to this before, this is where we get to work, making work a passion, living creative full-time. It's where we interview artists, entrepreneurs, creatives, and people going after their passion, living alternative lives, and doing the things that they want to do instead of the things that sometimes we feel like we just have to do. Another guest on today... This gentleman's coming at us from Florida, connected through with Ted, forget his, is it Ted? Witten, Ted Witten. Witten. Yeah, Witten. Ted Witten Mastering. Witten. Shout out Ted Witten Mastering for the connection here for my audio group and connecting me with George here. Really quick before we start up, I just want to give a lot of love back out to the people who have been listening to the show. Today, we broke past 8,000 downloads of the show. Could not do that without you people listening. Past 40 reviews, all five star, like you guys are incredible. There's a ton of content out there. There's a ton of places to go look and listen to things. So I really appreciate you spending your time with me and hanging out, people hitting me up on the daily and talking about what they're up to. You guys are absolutely awesome. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Hope that the show is helping you and, and looking forward to continuing this thing here. We're almost at 150, which happened really damn quick. So welcome to the day. I'd like to welcome on George Cadiz. Did I butcher it? No, you did good. You did good. It is. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take it. I felt we'll good. I think my first time was the best, dude, honestly. But yeah, welcome yeah. on George from Runway 11, Runway Media coming at us from Florida on the show. For people that don't know George, he is a lot of things. He is an artist himself. He works with others in the recording, mixing, audio type of deal, which is exactly my alley. For those of you that have been listening and know me, that is my life also is working with his brand here and business to help others do home recording at home as well, like home recording consulting, which I think we'll totally get into this, man. But like, I'm excited for that concept because I feel like it couldn't be more important with the amount of bedroom producers crushing it on TikTok right now with our pop literally coming right out of the bedroom in every single way and hitting charts and just blasting out those streams. I don't think that there's going to be any slowdown of that. I think that it's only going to get more intricate only get easier and only need those types of support so that the people who are using and doing those things in there are set up for success because it's very easy to buy an interface and a microphone and it's very hard to mix and engineer music. So I'm excited to hear what you got going on, man. And I know that you've been through a lot of crazy shit in your life and you are doing some cool, crazy shit on the back half anyway. So welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. This is actually my first ever podcast. So yeah, that episode people. 139, this, this, man, it's right here. So thank you. We so had much. runway 11 here first. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't forget the little people out there, George. All right. I'm not messing around. I want so like a Christmas card or something when you're out there. <laughs> you got it. You got it. At least a Christmas card. <laughs> Come on, man. Give me something. Palm trees or something. Remind me where it's nice to be at. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So welcome in. For people that don't know you, George, Runway 11, Runway Media and everything, do you want to just walk through what are all these different things? How did this happen? And I know that there's huge, huge meaning behind some of your projects for you and and what you're trying to express through them. So I'd love to, to hear your story, man, with the audience to kind of set the stage. 
So Dave, thank you first for, for having me. And, and this is a great honor. I'm a guitar player originally from Puerto Rico, from Ponce, Puerto Rico. Been playing on and off semi-professionally, you know, cover bands, doing the grind, right? Eventually, I kind of got scared and said, I'm going to take the safe route and I'm going to become an engineer somehow. And then from there, I ended up in the States. I knew I wanted to come to the States to work, work professionally here for the longest time throughout that span. Where, where were you initially, George? The first time that I came to the States was in, I was in Rochester, New York. Where did you come from? Ponce, Puerto Rico. And then I went there to work for Eastman Kodak Company of all, sure. of all the companies. And yeah. then right after that, I went to work in Massachusetts, Raytheon. Huge. Yeah. And I spent there a couple of, of years and then life turned on me and I decided to come to Orlando and I've been here ever since. It's almost what, 16, 17 years of my life now. So I, yeah, yeah although I'm from Puerto Rico, I, or, I originally moved here when I was 24. I'm 46 now. So yeah, I've been, I spent a, a big chunk of my adult life in the States. Hell and yeah, then man. Throughout that span, you know, to continue the, the introduction of who I am, I lost some of my connection with music back in, you know, because you were moving and things. And But it's not until I came to Orlando with my, I reunited with some old bandmates from Puerto Rico and we started playing things here and there. And, you know, we've been playing ever since, actually, 16, almost 16 years of my life, too. Same group of people? Same group of people. Same group of people. Yes. That's huge, man. That's it, it huge is. finding the right people in a band. Huge. There, there's one of them that was my my friend since kindergarten. Can you imagine wow. that? Yeah, wow. that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, big guy. It's a lot uh, of life, man. Yeah. Shout out to Tito if we see him there. I don't know if he's uh, if he's around, but with that band, we've taken several names and whatever. But we were doing covers. We were doing a lot of that. And I at one point we decided, or I decided that. I kind of wanted more, right? And I had a, 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 an event in my life that kind of gave me that band, right? That spark to write something that I thought at the beginning, I didn't know that it was going to be so big, but I, I feel this big. So my daughter, you know, when she was born, she was born with, um, with a condition that it's a little bit difficult to manage. Let's just say that, right? Sure. And it, it became, it gave me enough Hmm, to say, I want to write about this specific story. So I wrote, I started writing from a phrase to, you know, it became, you know, writing phrases to, you know, something more cohesive. And it became for me a outlet completely of how to deal with that situation. Yeah. And by the time I, we were done, I had enough to actually do an album. And I, I had um, written some of the music and all of that. And that was about 2011, 2012. And then from there, once we finish, you know, I approached my guys and say, guys, can we do this? And they were, they were all happy about it. And, and we started working towards writing that. That was about 10 years ago. So let me fast forward because if not, this is going to take the whole podcast. So okay. fast forward, we tried to do this about 10 years ago and it didn't work. We didn't know what we were doing. We were trying to record at places where it was just too much. And we can go in more into detail that yeah. financials were crazy back then. So it, we just didn't make sense at all. Fast forward, I always had that that little itch in my in my head and I started investing. I started putting together my own studio here in Florida and learning from people like you, people like, you know, people that are entrepreneurs at this. And eventually we had the first win. We actually had one song that was kind of cool and we decided, okay, let's do this. 
as I'm doing that, we created, or I created, the uh, Runway 11 media kind of like umbrella. So Runway 11 is my band that kind of houses all of that creative music knowledge. And then yeah. Runway 11 media is the side of the business. When we started recording, I was started producing all of that, inf- uh, all of those songs. I quickly found out that more than likely, I'm not going to make a lot of money out of this, especially because the situation has changed. Ten years have passed over that, so the commitments of touring and all of that and playing out are different from my yes. bandmates, right? right? So I was like, okay, so so I have this desire to do this anyways because it was supposed to be a gift for my daughter only. So that was the main driving force of this. But then it started branching out into what else can I do to monetize and, and do all of this, you know. So the music was a gift to your daughter. That's how it started, yes. Okay, that was so the group, it's the same people that you've been working with. Runway mm-hmm. 11 is the band, these group of people, some of them you've known since kindergarten. And yes. this first song and some of this first writing initially is a way to cope, initially is a way to communicate yeah. these things that you were feeling or seeing in your life, which I'm sure any musicians on here, creatives in general, we probably all understand what that's why many of us create really and then that forms to be then these next steps of essentially what's happening is, is, is a gift for your daughter after right. that form of expression communication a gift for your daughter in a way to do the things that your band was trying to do the, the whole time and it finally worked out in a way that you guys were happy with and pumped up yeah well we're right in the middle of it we'll see if it works out but apart from bringing it out to the masses and bringing the music which we think is great I saw the creation of that album also as, and I see it still as a credibility if I'm going to be a producer for somebody else, right? If I'm able to produce my album in a way that is good quality and I have, it starts to become my portfolio. And, and for me, that's huge. So having all the effort and having all the, you know, spending all the time and money and whatever into a great quality product, it kind of segues into, you know, a good quality business. That's how I see it now. Sure. And then Runway 11 Media. So as we started doing this and I started, you know, learning how to do this. And you probably know that this is a long road of trial and error, right? You do something, it doesn't work. It comes back and trial and error. I started thinking about how about people that don't want to go through that trial and error or want to minimize that trial and error. Of course, there's a million ways that you can take classes and learn how to do a DAW. But there's people that don't have that time. They don't want to even know what an interface is. They don't want to touch a cable. And and, and they just want to do this as fast as possible. Super creative. And only that, I have an issue, not an issue, but I like to create music in my own house. I think it's when I do that, I'm the most creative. When you put me in a studio, I can be creative, but it's not my my 200%. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there might be people just like me outside that need that kind of stuff. So that's where... We were like, hmm, maybe I should create, you know, an entity that can help people that want to shortcut into recording into a studio, no matter what. And that's yeah, how yeah. Runway 11 Media came, came about. Very cool. Yeah. So I want to break that apart really quick because there's a lot of sure. things that you got my mind moving on that. Like, so like, first, I like that you're talking about different spaces make you create differently because I absolutely believe that. And like, it's funny because us two are both kind of trying to do the same thing as an objective, I think, with our businesses, but completely different ways. Whereas yours is, I think that I, like I personally, like for you, create the best in my own house because I have that comfort or that familiarity or like I'm whatever it is. I don't feel so 
like I'm in a official place or like something that's going to like make me not be just focused on the creative. So your, your idea is to work with people to create their own home studios and make it so that they can record in their homes and get that quality. Whereas I'm also, I felt the same pain point. I'm doing something very different where I'm making a massive, massive studio for people to come to. But the reason being is because I also went to studios where I was just not comfortable the studio engineer was a dick to me. The place was really strict and like, it was very like, and it's just multiple studios where it's like scheduling and parking my car in a city and having it towed or like just all sorts of crazy shit happening. I'd be like, dude, I'm so stressed right now. I can't create that this place. It's like people can live on site here with me while they create, they have their own living space, but it's the same thing as you, right? Where you're like my living space, I work better at, And I'm like, I'm creating this big place for people to come to, but I know that comfort is so important. So it's for people to still live here though and work on things. And it's because I also believe that. So I I love that you're talking about people create differently in different spaces. The way to feel the most creative is the most important. And it has nothing to do with all of these other things that are flashy and they're great. And, and don't get me wrong. Like there's some of those things that like the excitement of it right, or like right. the energy or the vibe of the place or like the city that you're in, like the, all of those things have effects. Like being in those places sometimes right. are a good thing, but I, I love that you're only focused on how do we make the best creative space for you Absolutely. for you to create in. Cause that's my, I think that's really important, man. Yeah. yeah li- listen, I, 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 funny story. My band, the sound of my band was very influenced by a, a, a UK band called Porcupine Tree. I don't know if you probably heard of Stephen Wilson and, and all of those guys. So Porcupine Tree is a huge progressive rock, progressive rock band that's been, you know, over the years, very famous. And the thing that I really like about him was that he was very approachable. It's, it's an approachable band. It's something that I can play, right? It's not like we're so crazy. So it's something that, but he had a lot of melodic stuff. So segue into what you're saying. We had the opportunity to record one of our demos back in 2011. One of the things that we did wrong with a person that's very, very close to that band to the point. Well, actually, I probably can say it is, is his name is John Wesley Darth, which is the fifth kind of Beatle of Porcupine Three. So he mm. uh, he's the touring guitarist for Porcupine Three. Cool. And and when we went to the studio, I mean, I was I was there. We were excited. You know, there was excitement. We were. I remember going into the studio and saying and, and looking at him the first time, and I shake his hand and and what happened next, I could have never prepared. You get starstruck. You know, you have this pressure of, holy shit, my idol is right here. I have the same guitar as him. Oh my God, what the heck? And then I remember I was trying to do an acoustic pass and he goes, oh no, 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 no. Use this pick because this pick is better. Listen, I know he did it in the best way. He's, I mean, he's a master. But what that did to me (laughs) back then, because remember, you you don't, in my case, you go, oh shit, I'm going to F up this guitar part. (laughs) I'm going to fuck this up. This guy's going to think I'm trash. And I did. And I did. I I fucked it up completely. The whole session was shit. And then that single event put me back 10 years. That's why I didn't do 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Because it's... Oh, that sucks, man. you You need to understand that when you come into this, if you don't have the experience of being in a studio, it's not... I mean... That comes with experience. You come in and you try it and you start the click track and that comes with, you don't wake up. Yeah, yeah. Wake up from your podcast. You don't wake up 
being on time all the time. You have to kind of like, right? It's a skill that you have yeah. to practice. Yeah. And recording has all kinds of stuff. And, and it's terrifying, dude. It, it's it terrifying. terrifying. You're it under, you're literally under the microphone. It feels like being under, for people who don't record out there, they're different types of creatives yeah. that don't yeah. do audio stuff. It feels like being <laughs> under a microscope. Like everything, when you're out of tune or like a deficiency in your voice, if you're a vocalist or like every time like you hit a snare or you're a guitarist, those little, little tiny things that no one notices when you're playing a bar show or you're playing a, you know, a venue or something when they're hitting the bottles or something, they don't, those people don't care about that. They're here to have a show. They're not paying attention to that shit. When you're under the microscope, all that shit comes out, especially if you're working with a producer or a musician in that studio that you're a mega fan of. Oh That's my god! It's fucking terrifying. Terrifying, dude. Terrifying. And then on top of that, you don't know the process. You don't have a workflow, so you don't know that things can be edited or whatever, right? And all of a sudden, you're yeah. you're like, wow, I suck. Like you see from the, from the, you know, your your soul goes outside, and you're like, what the heck? So that's the situation that I'm trying to avoid and trying to help people avoid because you have this, you know. There's skills that you have to practice at home. And if you do them, you're actually going to record very well. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And everybody can do it. it. It looks like a mountain, you know, that you have to climb, but it's really something that you can do. And, and even if it's for yourself, it's something that, I mean, creating, I mean, you tell me. Being a creative is one of the best things ever, especially when you finish creating something and you Dude. go back and like, oh man, this, this sounds good. I'm addicted to it, man. It's, it's obviously like, it's right. It is just a, there's two thrills. There's like the thrill of being on stage. Like I've never felt, you feel all the people in that room, man. You feel everything that's in that room. There's some energy that happens that I've never felt in any other situation. And like that, it's almost like risk. It's like you're, you're getting dopamine because you're like risking shit because you have people watching you and it's like, Oh, I have to, what if I can nail this? You know, it's like a risk or whatever. And then like also on the the studio side or like the, the side when you're not in front of people, those creations, there's always that feeling of when you nail that part in a song or like you just wrote something and you look around the room and you're like looking at the other band members. Did you fucking hear that line, dude? Like that's it. That magic that pops. There's nothing that has ever replaced that feeling in my life. It's addicting as hell. And that's what makes it so that like, when you're talking about like, you're playing for 16 years, I don't know if you felt this, George, but it's like, sometimes I see people having kids or getting other jobs because it is a roller coaster. It's just a crazy yes. ass ride, dude. There's no yes. doubt about that. Where like, I was just talking to you. And I was like, <laughs> I've had 15 hours of sleep in three days. Like it gets crazy and shitty and sometimes people don't want to deal with that shit and i completely get it but like sometimes you feel like the last man standing man where like people keep going off and they're like it's not the career for me and sometimes you're still there and you're like damn i'm still here doing this shit and it's still crazy but it's like the reason why i have to do it is for the exact feeling that you're talking about man i was just like i'll deal with anything in the world because i can't see any other thing filling my cup this way this is just what it is it's what i need man and you, you bring this great point. I was actually listening to you guys a couple of episodes back and you were talking about collaborations and things like that. And another piece that I think made our workflow kind of successful is that I met the right people and I, I expanded to the right people. So I didn't have to wait for people that, you know, are going away because they, this is not the business, right? Yeah, so, so the tie-in is you have people that are getting tired, you know, the four o'clock in the mornings, the, 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 you know, they're getting their gear, all that stuff. And all of a sudden, I embrace this collaboration piece 
huge, right? I met Ted, for example, through a URM and his counterpart, Michael Goodrich, which is the my mixer engineer. And we have like this virtual workflow that it's amazing. So I do most of the writing in, in Runway 11, program drums at some point, but in, do some bass lines and whatever. And then I have my guys do the, the right things after that. But I usually are the, the main creative force there. Yeah. Then we do, I do most of the, actually all of, all of the lyrics so far. But when we write things together, back then in 2011, we, we actually share the creative piece. They're not as active as now. So now for, for me to, I'm, I'm using all recordings from 2011. And these guys make it crazy. And I, I sometimes supplement them with a little bit of my own writings, my own things that I'm doing creatively in the studio because I'm, I'm, I'm developing sounds and things like that. But my whole workflow is all dynamic and it's all virtual. All of my instruments come in or I write them and then I have a, a, my, my singer, which is from Diego. He lives in Spain, gives him me stuff. He, he brings me back and I have cool. them. And then from there goes to Mike and Mike goes to that. And we've been creating this little workflow that works really, really, really well. So I encourage a lot of people to do that. Yes. Learn, get to know people that understand your music that you're really comfortable about. Because if you don't do that, that's another block that you have to, you know, it's another wall that you have to, that you have yeah, to go. I love that. I think that like, if you haven't experienced this through, like, I, I know that COVID like escalated virtual connection more than anything. It like cut off 10 years of time that we had to, in bullshit that we had to get through to like get to right, some right. really, really cool things that we have the ability for. It's like, if you live in a small town in Alabama or something, I don't know. I just made that up. You, I'm in Maine, right, right. live in a small yeah. town, Maine. And you need a drummer for something or you need a whatever. And you're like, damn, I just can't find anyone. You can have a fucking dude in Spain doing your vocals because you can. And then like to even take it a step further. I don't know if you see this, George, but like I, I have always come from a background of playing lots and lots of shows. And I believe like still in that model for me of like that helps me move things. But what I'll say is like when you look at SoundCloud or we have some other platforms that are coming out that are, are I'm going to definitely get into that are linked up with blockchain and some really cool shit. Yeah, yeah. There are people that don't go on a stage anymore and they just are an internet music, but they right. still crush it with streaming and live streams and merch and whatever. And they don't need to play live right. and people don't give a shit that they don't play live. And at the end of the day, if you enjoy that and you don't care about playing live, you right. can you can literally work with a vocalist in Spain. You can put your music out. Everyone in the world can hear it for $20 a year. It is, yeah. And then you can have a studio like with what you're working with people, plug and play, get in there. And like, not yeah. everything is perfect. You might have to work with mixing engineer, maybe a mastering engineer like you're doing, but also those can be people can be from anywhere in the world. So we're not limited anymore. When you wake up and you like see these physical things in front of you, when you're grabbing a door to open it or a car in front of you, that is not the same limitations that we're working with in art and creative anymore. You live in a completely different world with opportunities that are just stupid. If you want to, if you give yourself the chance to think that way, exactly. it is unbelievable how you can meet people and do shit like this. It's crazy, man. I'm so exactly. excited for that. And, and that's exactly my point. Right now, we switched to a traditional band because everybody's kind of now or whatever. And I, I'm kind of like the main constant. But now I want the opportunity to work with other people. And I met some really crazy people uh, along the way through these connections. And uh, I, I feel inspired now to actually go and get those connections so I can make something different. So the format was a regular band and now it's a collaboration band where I can introduce, you know, the 
class of 2022, this is what we're going to do. And it might be a different sound altogether. So we'll see. You know, it's, it's definitely a very creative outlet. Absolutely. Now, it poses a question. Would you ever tour? I would absolutely love to tour. Maybe yeah. the guys will too. But yeah. at least, at least the main, the, my music is getting heard while I make those decisions. If right. you if you don't do that, then you're waiting on nothing. You know what I mean? So that's that's where we're at. I love it, man. So I, I want to get into because we have a bunch of different things that we can talk on from your background and your your future here, like real quick, because I know that you've changed along the way of like, what do I need this band to be and this brand and these things like that? I'll ask some other questions on some naming and things that I've wondered personally, but what drove you to creating this model of business for yourself where you are consulting for people to do home studios? Like, I, I guess before I'll even ask it, I'll say, I absolutely understand what you said earlier about you can buy a microphone, you can buy an interface, anyone can buy that. Anyone can talk to someone on Sweetwater and just yeah. buy those things, right? But I absolutely also see in my clients when I'm helping them, I don't do the same model as you where I'm doing a full service to yeah. do that, but I'll, I'll help people get going so that they can launch their whatever. People don't, like we have a new group of people where there are some people that want to go down the rabbit hole all the way. Right. But there are just a lot of people that didn't have access before that now have access with the technology that really don't want to do shit. They want to plug in. They want to be creative. Like you were saying, why people be creative in their house. They want to go downstairs and just create some awesome shit. They don't want to deal with all these things. So I see the value in what you're doing. But what made you say, hey, there's a need for this. This is what I want to do. And what were the different like pivot points of these things for your business or, or this runaway yeah. media portion that broke off from here? Absolutely. So the first, you know, to answer the question, the reason I think there's a need is because I wanted it. <laughs> it's, that's exactly what I wanted. I wish Scratch your own itch. Right? Absolutely. So 10 years ago, I spent countless of times trying to get training number one. Let me get into Pro Tools. All right. So now I have, I didn't get the certification, but I went through the whole thing. Right. So I know how to master my dog. But that doesn't make you creative. That makes you mm. master a dog. Right. That, that yeah. doesn't make the end goal was to create a song in Pro Tools, not necessarily master Pro Tools. You know what right. I mean? Right. And those are two different things. So then Very. you spend two years trying to learn it and then you still cannot get to the end result. Right. All right. Well, let me see what I can do. So then maybe I should learn a couple of plugins and maybe I'll maybe that'll do it. Right. And you start learning compressors, you start learning reverbs, you start learning it. And there's another year. And you go, you know what? You still not get it. And that, it, for me, is what sparks the, the need. There's too much information right now. If you think the sea of the internet right now, yeah. Yeah. there's too much information about what you can do or what you cannot do. There's too much information about, so you have all these DOS, right? Countless of... A million ways to skin a cat. Yeah, right? Which one is better? Listen, my answer to that is the one that makes you more musical. What does that mean? Right. And then somebody's going to be like, wow, well, they don't make you musical. Absolutely. I cannot write in Pro Tools the same way I can do in Logic. Same, dude. Same. Why? I don't know. But it is it is a fact. And if it happens to me, it will happen to somebody else. Yes, I so, absolutely feel that. So see, and having the validation to say, all right, I think I know what I need to do. And, and I have all this knowledge and going from point A to point B was a huge journey. And it's not until I met. So I'm a big, huge fan of Haken. I don't know if you, you're familiar with their, 
with their music, their progressive mm -hmm. rock, progressive metal, amazing musicians. But one of the things that I like about them is that they're super, super reachable. Like when they came into tour a couple of times, I actually signed up to do a couple of classes with them. That's with, cool. with, both, with both the guitarists. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. And when I got there, they're like super down to earth people. Richard Henschel and Charles Griffith, amazing guitarists. But the first time I, I met him, I was like, you know what? I've seen your stuff. You almost use the same equipment that I have at home. I want to know how you do it. And he's like, what? Here's the guitar. Let's do practice. No, 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 no. Don't even take out the guitar. What I want to know is how you make a song. How do you write? Especially now, because you're probably using this equipment back in the in the band, you know, as you're, as you're touring, right? Process. How do you, right. How yes. do you yes. do it? And he was like, he was like taken aback for a little bit. And he was like, okay. So then he started giving me his ins and outs. And all of a sudden, I see like, there's nothing special. There's a workflow. And if I organize myself with this workflow, but having that validation from him made all the difference in the world. Right. Me, right. Right. And I think Makes it simpler, right? Ex exactly. And, and, and then you understand the workflow is not something that I need to look in the internet. It's something that I need to create in order for me to, to record a song and you make it. However, it's, it's so personal, but nobody tells you that. So, you know, yeah. everybody says you have to create your own workflow. Well, what is that? What is your own workflow? Let, let, give me a, you know. So I felt that those things are not, are not re readily out there. And if they are, you have to go through so much information to get to it that I wanted to bring it in a simpler format. And, yeah. and, and that's how Runway, Runway 11 Media came out. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And it's like, I get asked many times by either clients, it's usually clients that are starting to record themselves too, but it's like after they've worked with me, or before or something like that, they're just asking questions. And like the first thing is I see process is like the most important. And I love that you're just like right away being like, it doesn't matter what DAW you have. It doesn't matter gear. I'm a huge advocate for that, man. Like I just don't care about that. I'm, I'm a gearhead in terms of like, I love it personally but I'm very acutely aware that others don't give a shit. And so yeah. I, I don't talk about it unless <laughs> well, don't get me wrong, man. If you come in here and I get any fucking hint at all that you want to talk about gear, ready to go. Let, you know what I mean? Like I, I will talk about it. I will make it so my wife is completely disinterested and leaves the party. You know, like I will talk right away <laughs> about it, but like, I don't ever start the conversation there. And then like when yeah. clients come in, they're like, yeah, I don't have the best guitar. I don't have the best. I was like, I don't give a shit, man. I love your music. Like we're ready to go. Like we're cool. And, and, and if they're not comfortable with like a $3,000 Neumann and they're going to just like blow up the room by holding an yeah. SM58, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Go for it. I don't fucking care, man. It doesn't matter right, how right. much it costs. So I love that you're like attacking that right away. But like, yeah. I'm not afraid whenever like I have like a, a secret sauce or something, I have something cool that I figured out in a mix or something. I'm never afraid of sharing that because... Right. It's not like, I'm sure that you know, like you're talking about URM Academy. For people who are listening, URM Academy is a great resource. They have a podcast. They have a way to like mix with stems, a bunch of mix engineers and stuff. So if you are getting into that, that's a great space. I haven't personally done it, but a lot of friends dig it. So that's a good yeah. space for that. But when they, they, they do stuff like you, you can see an engineer, you can watch an engineer literally mix something and see exactly what plugins they're using, exactly what rack equipment everything that they use, but yeah. you can still not make a mix 
like that. Absolutely. You just Absolutely. can't do it. You literally yeah. watch it. You literally yeah. get the stems and the tracks and you yeah. can sit there and be like, this is exactly what someone did. But what it comes down to is your process and everyone's process is different. And what the real genius is for everyone's songwriting or their mixing or their yeah. creative, whatever it is that you do out there, it is how has life shaped you to think about shit and where do you work through things and how do you do that? Yes. That is what makes it its Love own it. thing entirely. And that's like, exactly. that's the magic, man. And, and I like what you're doing in terms of let's get friction out of the way. Let's minimize what we're talking about, the gear and stuff. Let's use all of this as a catalyst for like, what do you want? Very simple, right? What right. do you want to do? Where and how do you want to do it? Everything else that we use is like a way that we connect wires and things like to make that happen. But I don't give a shit what wire I'm using, man. I just want it to work the best. If there's a problem with one of those wires and it sounds shitty, we got to get it out of there because I need it to get from point A to point B the right way and sound and deliver what I need it to to do. But if it's not doing that, let's get it out of there, man. You know, exactly, exactly. And and I I think that's so important because that's how. People have the stories. Oh, I hooked this guitar to like a, like a bass amplifier. I got this crazy sound and I recorded it because it's not about the right way of doing things. It's about your way of doing things. And when yeah. you, once you get into that niche, then you get all kinds of crazy and you're, you're going to love the product that you make all the time because it's, it's in your creative space. So for me, that's, you have to be confident, you know, of your product as you're doing things. And that gives you that, that gives you that, oh, this is my child, right? And, and, and I'm telling you as an artist, right? As a mixer, as a mastering engineer or whatever, or as a producer for somebody else, you're going to have to tame that in, in another ways, because now you have this artist that has this, you know, this, this baby. And now well, maybe, maybe I need to tweak it here. Let me hold them. Let me hold them. Right, 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 right. right. And, and, and that's another process. That's another workflow. You want to hold that baby? You're like, I'm a new, I'm a new father, man. I, I don't know if you're going to hold this thing right. It's got, you got to support the neck here. You know, like it's a different story, right? That's right. But but how do you start that process? Well, you have to have sometime something that you want to bring to people. And that is the song, right? Or what, you know, or it would be the audiobook or it would be whatever, right? So that piece needs to start in a good, like if it's going to be born, it has to be born in the right conditions and, and things like that. So I, I'm working to get the right conditions. No drinking, no shellfish. No, like, <laughs> come on. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't fit this one after midnight, that kind of stuff. This analogy is going way too far. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm no, I'm known for being tangent, you know, the tangent guys. So yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah. All right. So, you know, I have other questions that I, I want to ask you, but really yeah, quick, what is the name Runway 11? Where does that come from? Because I want to know. Everyone Absolutely. Really wants to know. Wow. All right. So runways, like I told you that my daughter had a, this was whole base on a, on a condition and, and runway starts from runway. So like an airplane runway. And it's because the couple first lines that we wrote of this album was, first of all, this album is kind of we're releasing it in a, in a weird way. We're releasing it singles because we didn't want to waste a full album. I'm nobody, right? So I want people to listen to my stuff. And the way that I'm doing it is yeah. by having an EP every every month. But it's like an episode, so you have to kind of read through, you know, the whole thing. It's it's, it's a show, and it has hmm. an ending, and it has an end. So I'm trying to. Um, it's a concept album, so you kind of have to listen to the whole story in order to understand the story. But it's a guy. It's about 
not feeling sorry for yourself because you have a mission and you have to be there for somebody, right? And it's about ba battling depression. So runway starts for the day that I felt that feeling with the condition of my daughter down in, in Baltimore. And the 11 is not an 11. It's actually, well, it's an 11. Now, now I made it official in 11, but it's more of a parallel life. It's, a, mm. it's, it's like a parallel thing where you have the destiny, you know, your path of your life right here because that's the way where you're thinking, that's your perception. But this is the reality of what it is right next to it. So don't take the left side with the right side, just live your life to the fullest. That's what that mm. is. Mm. So it's a, it's a weird thing. I'm a metal guy, true and true, and my mine is a rock thing, but my band is all positive. No, cool. not about, about that. So yeah, absolutely. So that's yeah, where yeah. it comes from, yeah. Cool. I come from, it was eight years ago at this point. The stuff I write, you can still tell that I, you can still tell that I'm a metal boy at heart, but I, I'm coming from that, that world, man. So I'm down with it. Yeah. That's way more complex than you would understand from that name when you first read it. Right. Absolutely. I love that. And dude, super, super metal, super proggy thing to do to make it so that a simple, the number 11 means a parallel fucking life and all this crazy shit. You would do that, okay? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I spent a lot of time here. So that's, yeah, I spent a lot of time here by myself, so things happen. The original logo of Runway, this is the Runway 11 media logo, but the 11 looks like a... This is what will happen, people. If you're, if you're ever out there and you're like at a bar and you run into some prog guy at the bar and you're like, oh, what's your band's name? Like if you're being like a basic person that night and you're just like, I'm just out to crush it. And you run into prog person at the bar and you're like, oh, what's your band's name? You're in a band? They're like Runway 11. They're like, oh my God, what's that mean? They're like, well, we're all living parallel lives. And, and then you're like, it's like 2 a.m. and you're already like wrecked. If you ever hit that prog person, they're going to tell you something that just blows your mind. You're like, That's I right. That's can't right. think that much right now yeah. at all. Right. I, I was just <laughs> thinking about how I leave this place and I wasn't sure which was the door of the bathroom. I'm unable to comprehend this entirely. Right? <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to take that as a compliment, but yes. It's I'm a compliment. To... Okay, great. It's definitely great. a compliment, man. There's deep meaning and value to the things that you guys are writing about, but it's I've learned by now there's always more to, like if it's a very simple symbol or something or a logo or anything. Something. Always way more to it than you would understand if you, you, you cannot just believe that it's that one thing. It's always like a big concept. It's crazy. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, I got to say it. And there's meanings through anything that we're going to be releasing. There's something behind that is everything is not what it seems with us. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. No, it's definitely a compliment. I would tell you if I didn't like something, I'm a very straight shooter, but I wouldn't just straight up diss you on the show. That would just be <laughs> aggressive. It's definitely a compliment. No, you're um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Waking Up From Work podcast. I chose to have you get interviewed for an hour, but I just don't like you. It'd just be like, yeah, 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 yeah. savage, man. Savage was, podcast year. <laughs> from that event, 11 years later, I'll have another, another oh. album because of you. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> damn, I don't want to ever be that. Oh, All right. No. So, I like really quick because you were talking about kind of the transition, like, hey, I, I started writing this because it was a way to communicate. I wrote this first song and this first bit is a gift to my daughter and a way to express this. Then, you know, writing this music and doing all those things for that reason, this now became a business for me. These are the things that I'm working on with that. I like that you were talking about, I want to build credibility as an artist. I want to use my own things as a portfolio. I think that that's really important 
And I believe in that too, at least in the sense of like when we're both working in these ways where you're helping people open studios, I'm helping people mix a record or I'm helping people with processing their audio or something like that. I have made it kind of like a pact, man, where like when I was like 16 getting into this shit, I was like, I commit to myself that I will never, ever, ever allow myself to not be in the shoes of the person that I'm working with because I never want to be able to disassociate what I'm trying to do as output for someone from what is actually happening in the world. You know what I mean? Do you want to talk about that real quick? Like, What is the value you see in the credibility as yourself as an artist to then use those talents to help other artists? Absolutely. I think that's so important because if not, it's almost like I'm selling emptiness, right? It's almost like, all right, let me help you with this something that you want to create, but I've never done it. I feel that it's almost like a really bad deal if you do that, right? So I felt that when I decided to create Room 11 Media, I really decided now that I already had force behind the songs, right? And that desire of, yeah, I have to do this because it's still a gift for my daughter, right? But I need to really make it as good as possible because I want people to believe that I can help them. Because if I do that, then I'm going to get clients, right? It's it's simple. It's You know, if I show you that I can do it and you listen to my stuff and say, hey, you know what? I want my stuff to kind of like sound like that or to try to produce me like that. And I have a sellable product. I'm not selling you emptiness. You know, I'm not selling you the catalog that doesn't have the actual product on it. Right. So so for me, that transition has to be there for everybody. And, And that takes many shapes. Right. In your case, you might have if you're producing, you're getting clients. They might give you that to your portfolio and you will start adding. But for somebody that's never done it, how do you start? I started recording myself. Exactly. That's And you get so good at it because then you start knowing what you like, what you don't like. And then and then now that you're in a box, now you have to start to branch out and get clients. Right. And that is a big transition because now you have to get out of your comfort zone and try to be in their comfort zone. Right. Right. And make them happy and make them so I I just think that is a a regular progression of how things have to happen in order for you to feel comfortable about yourself. And number two, to sell your product, because if you're in a business and you want to make money doing what you love, right, which is waking up from work, right, to do what you what you want to be, you need to think how you're going to monetize this in a way that doesn't destroy the original concept intent, that you had in mind, brand. right? The original yeah. intent. I love it. But it's still true because if not, you're still going to be, you're still going to have to wake up from what the monster that you created. Which right, is, right, right. You'll create right? another job for yourself <laughs> if you follow it down a path where it's like, just because it makes money doesn't mean that it's the right thing to do to it's, monetize off of the thing that you love right. from it. it like it's if right. I, like I like audio, right? Right. I hate working live sound. I learned that when I was yeah. younger, it's all yeah. audio. It's I could audio. easily, easily have taken that path and just stayed there when I was working venues for years and kept doing that. It stresses yeah. me the fuck out. It does not <laughs> fulfill me creatively. And it makes me a bad person because I'm stressed and freaked out. And I'm like, not thinking about how do I make this artist sound good on stage? I'm like, how do I make it so that nothing crashes for the show? And I don't give a shit how they sound because I just need to make it so the show doesn't stop. So I don't have thousand people in a venue staring at me when my console fries, you know, but that's a great point, man. Like if you want to do art as your living, if you want to do creative as your living, you have the right and you should monetize it because everyone needs to have income for us to do the things that we want to do. You have the ability and you have the right and no one can be mad at you and you shouldn't be mad at you for taking an income 
for your creative because you are helping people most likely. Hopefully you're helping people with what it is that you want to do, but don't follow that down any path that can monetize. You can find a million ways. And that's a very common issue for entrepreneurs is they're very good at thinking big ideas and they, they recognize holes in the itch that you want to scratch. The things that people need that are not, that are a hole in the market, they recognize it. They've got a great mind for it, but you can't follow every single one of those ideas. If I come up with this, I don't even know this new way to create Swiss cheese or something. It's like, well, I don't fucking make cheese, man. Like I shouldn't go out and just create that just no. because I've thought of some cool idea for how to right, do it. Right, so right, right, right. You need to learn. Legit. Yeah. That, by the way, don't do it. I'm a food safety guy. So I know, I, I know. You that know, that is food safety. Yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> Swiss cheese is, is it dangerous? Is that like what you're saying? Is Swiss cheese really dangerous? Well, it's just creating the cheese is not the only thing that you have to think about. Oh. There's a lot of shit that goes behind it. It's one of those. It's like everything. Okay. When I started this business and when I started creating, I had no idea. I thought the process ended at mastering, right? Oh, I have my stuff and I, I'll put it in an aggregator somewhere and screw it. And I'm good. Man, man, the FPR and publishing shit hit me like a truck. And I feel that, I mean, who prepares you for that? <laughs> Nobody. No it's, it's, it's another thing that I, I want to make people aware. You might create the best music in the world, but if you don't have a good strategy, even if you're small, even if you don't, if you don't have a sound strategy on how you're going to do that, and you don't lose your sleep thinking about how you're going to make it hurt. Yeah. Yeah. You might as well not do it. Right. right. Yes. Yes. Because I mean, so that whole piece and how that part is managed right now in, in the industry, there's a lot of, of opportunity there because people, people need help, man. They need yeah, help with it. Yeah. They yeah. Need and help. I needed help and, and, and I still need help. So it's, Same. Uh, it's crazy. It's the thing. And you can, and by the time, you kind of know what, what you have to do. You have already, if you had a limited budget, you probably blew it, you know, in the first, oh, can you, can you send somebody to review my shit? That's, you know, it's tough. You know, it's, yeah. it doesn't end on putting it on, on Apple Music or whatever. That's where it starts. So you start, you start all this recording and all of a sudden what, you know, so it's, I think about it like you are, it, it's easier to conceptualize if you're explaining it to someone like you're making a physical product. Say you're, yeah. going, you're going through the background, you're going through the engineering of the product, you're going yeah. through the packaging, the color, like all of these things to make it so that your invention works, right? right? That's like getting it to Apple Music. You just made something that you're like, you know, you know enough with making a physical product. It. You're like, if the shirt doesn't fit right or like this thing or whatever, it's like a shitty product. You're not going to bring that to market and spend more money and do other things because it's a shitty product. So you work on it. You try to make it so that like, okay, I have a good product. You're like, yes, I would wear this shirt. I would go out there and fucking use this thing or whatever it is. Now it's there. Okay, where is that going? How do you get anyone to find out about it? Where do people get that from? How do they interact with it? All of that is the next step of the journey. And it's easier to think about that as like, okay, I have a warehouse of this physical product. I have this on Apple Music. Anyone can listen to it in anywhere in the entire world. How do I make them do that? And that, right. that's crazy, man. And, and that to circle back to like the initial question that spurred you off with this whole <laughs> explanation, which was Jesus very Christ. good. Tangents. Yes. Yeah. But awesome stuff. Circling back to that initial question that made you speak through this. That is why I'm still working to write my own stuff. I'm not trying to become world famous, but it's like I grew up in a time where it wasn't even that long ago, but like when I was the most active playing, I was touring a lot. I was doing things eight years ago is a very different time to launch music than now. And I'm sitting there. I have how to make it in the new music business. Like my audio 
business yeah, mastermind yeah, yeah, yeah. group. We literally <laughs> had a call and we all put it up because we're all sitting there reading at the exact same time. I'll put yeah. that in the show notes for people. But we're reading that book because we're like, how the fuck do we get our clients who are paying us money to make something sound good? How do we right. make sure that they are getting that heard? Because it's still, even though it's not, I'm not a PR person, I'm not a marketer, but it's just right. like, it is all our responsibilities if we're going to help people with their art. I don't want yes. them to flop, man. I want them to get this shit heard. And and it's a different game right now of doing that than it was eight years ago where Facebook was coming out and it was happening and people were using it, but it just wasn't what it is right now. All of this other shit was not what it was. And so to right. get people at shows, to get people, I was still starting selling CDs at that time, right. right? It was a different thing where like playing shows and being very physical with passing out flyers and being around and playing in little like bull moose or like doing things. Right. to get people to come to those shows. That's all that it really did take. And then social media was strong enough organically to make things move. Right. It's a different game right now. And I'm actively with my own music being like, how the fuck do I get this heard? And then <laughs> it's helping me help other people because I wouldn't care about that the same way if I wasn't dealing with it. If I hadn't dealt with launching a song and right. then seeing like two streams from it because no one played after I spent a year writing it or whatever. If right. I didn't feel that and see that, people could tell me that all day. And it's just not the same thing as living that. And it's just a different game. So I'm, I'm glad that you talked about that to light, George. No, this is that that for me is, is you need to know when you get into this, which is another piece that if you don't get to talk to somebody, you will never know. You need to know the whole story because it's a long, long road ahead. So if you want to get into this business, you need, you know, Go and read it. There might be people that don't want to read that. You know what? I know exactly what you're talking about. How do I find out? I think there's there's a lot of opportunity out there to to help other artists, to help other people. That's kind of the end goal, right? Make them make money and, and earn a living is something that you're passionate about and you can help people with. And that's why we're here. Right. We're getting to the end here, George, and it sucks because you had like a bunch of other topics that are all good things to talk on here. Yes. But I do need to run through... I'm going to ask you like one more thing. And then I have like six questions that I ask at the end. I ask every single guest on if you're cool with that. I'm ready. Go for it. Right on, man. So before I ask my six questions at the end, I do want to ask you one more questions from some of the things that I brainstormed and, and you brainstormed, which is the fear of getting started. You know, we've brought up imposter syndrome in general. Like I did a, a episode specifically on imposter syndrome. And then that has come up in conversation a lot recently to break down more in conversations lately, but I guess like aside from even imposter syndrome, what would you say? I, I, I think getting started, people who have listened to this podcast know that like I am so about action and then figuring it out. And it gets me into some shit, right? Sometimes like it gets me into some real hot shit that sucks sometimes when I'm very action driven. But I found that it always speeds things up for me getting to it because then I'll feel that pain or I'm trying to figure something out and I'm actively learning it yeah. instead of chilling. What would you say to people? Like, I guess for like, what was your experience with having a hard time getting started? Because that's what you noted. And then also like, what, what helped you work through that of like, just getting something happening? It's a great question. I struggle myself with looking at me as an artist all the time. Literally, I wake up and I say, all right, is this sounding good enough to compete outside? So I always had a struggle with that. And the fear of not being good enough outside, because you, you think your your stuff is, you know, there's so much things to do. And, and when you start creating, 
doesn't sound right. You know, you, you have to kind of like even imagine it sounding awesome, visualize that sounding awesome. And then, and then that helps you. But the task between A and B, between making it sound awesome or, or doing something that is a finished product, right? Is going to have a long road ahead. What I've done in the past, what I, what I would like to tell people is that you need to measure yourself. And what I mean by that is you need to measure progress. That's how I battle that. And it took me years to kind of understand that no small push forward, a small push forward is not small. It's actually huge, right? So, Absolutely. Right, right? So as long as you're not stuck in the same place that you were yesterday, it might, it might have been a phone call. It might have been, oh, you wake up and, 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 you know, I did this EQ move and it sounded awesome today. Anything that I, I wrote, I rewrote these lyrics, I rewrote this passage on, on, on writing or writing books or whatever you're, yeah. you're into. You need to measure yourself and understand and celebrate those little wins because over time, those little wins will become something bigger. And then that road from A to B that seemed monumental at first. So I, I actively track what I did before and what I'm doing now and, and where I'm at. And that's because, cool. Yeah. Because if I Valuable. don't, yeah, if I don't, I don't see the measure of success because which is that you are progressing from point A to point B. And if you don't have that in front of you at all times, then that imposter syndrome starts creeping over, right? And you're like, oh man, I'm doing this for shit. I'm, I'm doing this for nothing, yep. right? Yep. And all of a sudden you bring up your measurements and like, oh, wait, but I've, I've gone almost 75%. I'm almost, you know, 25% to, to, to completion. That revitalizes you in a way that, that it doesn't seem like you're wasting your time. So I would, I would absolutely, I'm a data guy. I'm a, I love to see progress and I, I, I like to do measurements like that. So I can debunk all these other feeling, negative feelings that you might have into something. So it's another right. tool that I use all the time. No, I love that. That's a really good idea. I, like I journal daily and I'll be able to read through it. And that gives me yeah. kind of a way like that. But I don't know that I track it the same way that it sounds like you're tracking. I think that's a that's a really cool well, idea to, to, to whenever that that voice in your head comes up absolutely. and you're just like, you don't even have another person to bounce it off of where you just sit in the room there by yourself with it. It's yeah. nice to probably have some things to track that success because success is not something that you can define very easily. And it's no. not something that really you can ever define, especially in many people in this community are, are entrepreneurs or creatives where they live with this positive discontent where they are always working to get better. And whenever they get to the next step, they're trying to get better again. It's very easy to have that happen. So having a way to track it to say, Hey, look, look what's in front of me. And this, this is, this is success. This yes. is things that have happened that you've done. And you should be proud of. So chill out for a sec. It's a bad day right now or a bad week, but like, look at this. And right. I think that's, that's really important, man. I'm glad that you, you brought that up. And, and in terms of action, I've been reading, I mentioned it probably a bunch lately because I've been reading it now. This book called Atomic Habits that I really recommend, but he, he, he uses an example that I love, which is talking about, say you have an ice cube in a room that it's been below freezing, like the room is a, is a refrigerator or something like that. Okay. that. That ice cube might slowly melt as you get closer to the 32 degrees, like, but you might not even see it at all. It literally yeah. just like forms like a little bit of water around it, but like you might not even see a puddle, dude. Like we're just talking about, it's just glistening now. But then at 32, at 33, all of a sudden that thing starts actually like really melting. And you right. can see that that happened. And I think that so many people 
quit when they're at 31 degrees, dude. And that fucking ice cube never got even a chance. And it's like all these little actions, like that phone call that you make, maybe you call one person, Hey, I've got a question on this, or I'm trying to figure this out. And then someone answers a question or like, Hey, let's go grab a coffee because I want to talk to you. These little, it's a little thing, right? It's just getting a coffee or calling someone to ask a question or Maybe it's like you're, you know, I'm working on a rental project. So it's like my, my wife was picking up like all of our electric supplies today. It's boring. It seems really stupid, but it's, it's making movement happen on this project when our electrician comes in two days so that he doesn't have to take all that time. And then all of a sudden it, it catapults things. These little actions, I think about it as like you're doing something where you're like yeah. pushing like the, the soapbox, the soapbox derby car or something. And it just starts riding and you're doing that everywhere for little things that are adding up. That's right. If you can just push the little thing so that you're doing something that's transferring that motion, that one call makes someone fucking think about shit or they make someone think about how they can help you or something. Or that one time you go get that thing or you go to that place or you do something even like, you know, when we talk about depression and we didn't even get into this, George, but like, I'm sure like I can relate to it. A lot of people on this can definitely relate to those feelings. The, The thing that sucks so bad about that is the complete void of that momentum because you're sitting in a bed or you're sitting on a couch and you fucking stay exactly right there. And there's none of that action. No things are making something feel like it's moving. And that makes it feel worse. An object that, that stays in motion, stays in motion. Right. And it's just like those little things that seem like a very small action. Maybe it doesn't automatically get you the result when you do them consistently over and over and over for a long time, it gets you to exactly where you need to be at for what you are trying to do. So I I like that. You use the name of the game. I think right now is diversification. And number two, consistency. Mm. You You just said it right now. If you, if you want to make it in this business and I haven't made it right, but I have to believe that if I continuously and constantly try to do the right thing, yeah. at some point I'm going to get the right thing back. You know you what I mean? To. You have it, to. It, it's, right? Yeah. It's nature. So yeah, absolutely. So I, I truly believe in what you're saying. And, and not only that, I live it. So I, I, I absolutely agree with you. We've got Edwin. Hello, runway 11 member here. Ah, there you go. You're up and up there. What up? What up, Edwin? (laughs) Music sounds good, brother. By the way, I heard that song. So stuff sounds good. (laughs) Oh, damn. You're going to make me run over a little bit because I want to like really quick then ask off of what you just said. And then we definitely have to get to our questions. But you're too inspiring me right now, George. (laughs) (laughs) Diversification. Yes. Yes. Diversification, I think, is extremely important for the modern artist, modern entrepreneur, and anyone that is looking to find a way to not only mitigate risk in their life, but also just like live like a more calm day. Because then when shit goes wrong in different areas, you're not just like in one spot, like, I don't know what's going on. You have multiple things that not only like for income, but like, uh, just like with living, like you have other things that are happening. If one thing gets shut down, you're still alive. Like, I right. love that concept. Do you want to talk to that at all? Absolutely. I think what I do on the side is risk management, right? That's my hobby, not my real work. My real work is runway 11, but my hobby, which is my nine to five, that yeah. one, I do a lot of risk management. It is absolutely if you want to make it in any business, you need to understand what your risks are. You need to understand that any action that you do might diversify into a different type of business. And if you are not savvy or not have the wisdom to to or to see that, and maybe something that you didn't even know that was possible, and now you have 
another way of, of funding things and being creative about how you diversify all of those opportunities, right? You might, you know, as an artist, all of a sudden you're, you're, you have this thing on, right? It's something that my, my, you know, example, it's something that my, my daughter made and people like it. All of a sudden you have your name attached to it. Well, you know what? Now you're diversifying into trying to monetize this with maybe a parent company that you didn't even thought about it. But you know what? Having that might not give you the money directly, but it might give you the actual exposure to people out. Yes. And right now I'm struggling with that. So anybody, you know, anybody that listens to my songs, I, I always wanted to be the underdog, right? Because I am the underdog. I, I, I'm nobody in this business, right? But that's what I wanted because now little by little, Everything is like a win, right? But as I'm doing that, I'm looking at, okay, what else do I have here? All right. So I started thinking about doing setups for guitars and I, I took a couple of classes with luthiers, you know, close to me so I can start doing repairs and stuff like that. And now I little, I have a little house, you know, thing that I can do for other people if I wanted to do that. Things like, you know, media, trying to help with PR since I'm learning a little bit about that and marketing and all of those things. I think it's so important that you identify them. If you're really good at them, go and exploit them because they have to be part of your business. Yep. If you do that, you're going to be in a great position to diversify to wherever it gives you more money so you can actually do more stuff that you want. So I, I just, I'm absolutely, if you don't do that, I think you're dead in this business in the way, in the way yeah. that business is run now, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I think it's because a lot of things that are here now are not so much about like a label or something else doing things for you. Like you're doing it. Like this is yeah. you. And it's like how much exposure, how many eyeballs and ears do you have on the thing that you're, you're doing? And then how many things can you do to support that financially yourself, support yeah. yourself financially and, and support a life in general so that that way you can play that game the longest? Like you were saying, like repeating, yeah. doing the right things for consistently a long yeah. time. You need to give yourself a way to mitigate that in terms of financials. Like how can I just play the game the longest so that I can yeah. win? Like maybe yeah. I'm not the, the player that has a knockout move and I just win right away. But if right. I can make it so that I last to the last round, everyone else will be fucking tired. You know what I mean? Right. Like, how do I do that financially? And then how do I do that as a way, just like you were saying, like maybe, maybe this wristband takes off or something. That's part of my brand. People buy the wristband because they like the wristband, but now they get into my band or maybe people like my band. So they get into this. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of creatives. If you look more into them out there, they're usually not doing one thing when when I have people on the show, yeah. it's like you you kind of talk about like people like to frame things out and box things. We're very like sorting type yeah. of species and they like to do that. And it's like we're not simple though. We're human beings and we're actually stupid complex, especially creatives where we yeah. come up with these ideas like so quickly. Yeah. A lot of Absolutely. people, when you look into their background, they're gonna be having a lot of other things that they're doing. And and I think that it is never to lose sight of having those pure focus moments and getting into, you know, a workflow, getting into flow space and getting focused when you need to move the needle on something specifically at that moment. But yeah. diversity in general is a really good thing to have around, I think, in all those aspects. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. All right, man. Last questions. Last questions. All right. Go you ready for, for this? Speed round. Go All right, my man. Why do you wake up and do what you do every single day versus any other thing that you would do? That's awesome. Because I envisioned, that was my dream. This is something that I, I, I don't even believe in dreams anymore. 
I think hmm. when you envision, and this is, if you ever had the chance to see a video, uh, guitar center video for guitar player called Steve Vai, he has a, hmm. he has a video outside. Actually, one of my first posts in Under Runway 11 is there. So you can, you, there's a link to it. He talks about, you need to kind of envision yourself being successful at whatever it is that you, you like, right? So if you want to be a musician, then see yourself being a successful musician. Yeah. And then and then try to focus on the things that you're really good at to get to there. Mm. Ignore the bad things. You're going to learn, you know, there's, there's going to things, there's going to be things that you're going to have to learn, you know, to get to, get to that level that, that maybe you don't have, skills that you don't have. But if you're really bad at something, don't, don't waste, don't even, don't even waste your time, you know, with those. Yeah. Just excel at the ones that you are really good at and then embrace them and let them become your, your signature sound or your signature, whatever. Right. And, and with that, and, and, and I think that message got to me so bad that I, I started seeing myself since I was a little kid, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to be involved in music and somehow somewhere. Now that, that might be a cloud. That might be a gray area as to what, what can I do in, what can I do in music? Well, you have to kind of go to terms and, and, and see yourself. And then once you do that, then take the journey. And I think that's, that's kind of how it all started for me. And that's how I, when I woke up in the morning, when I wake up in the morning, I still have that vision here. So I wake up being, all right, I want to do this. And I want to either be it, you know, I want to have my band heard. And not only that, I want this, this other business, you know, growing. And I also have a million other things that I want to do with that, with that, that I am envisioning myself. So I, I, that's, you know, that passion, man, it's, you need to embrace it and, and, and turn it into something good. Love it. So along the way, George, what would be like, you, maybe you learned a great lesson from it. So it's not necessarily like a mistake, but what's something along the way that you like wouldn't repeat or you're like, you would tell five years ago or 10 years ago, George, like, Hey, I learned a great lesson from this, but if you could take this lesson, like don't do this thing that sucked. Yeah. I, I would say that that's a great question. I have many of them, right? But I think not trusting your instinct is one of the worst things that you can do to yourself. Thinking too much and not listening Thinking, to God. Yes, yes. Got to. Intuition. It's, listen, you know if something, because if your product is not good from the beginning, let's say that you don't have the skills, you'll know. So you, you can actually train yourself to either pivot and do something that's similar to what you were doing or whatever, but listening to your gut and saying, all right, maybe I should do this and should do that. Taking that risk. If you don't want to, if you're not so much of a risk taker, I mean, it's hard for creatives to not be risk takers because I mean, it, it is to. what it is, right? You have yeah. to. But even if you wanted to do a calculated risk, at least listen to your gut. Let whatever you're doing speak to you and you'll see, you'll know if you, it's something that you want to do more or if it's something that you want to, you want to maybe pivot and do something else. I think it's yeah. not, not listening to yourself because you don't think you know, it's one of the worst things that you can do to yourself. Oh God, dude, I believe that. Like the biggest decisions in my life with the most on the line and the biggest growth periods and the biz biggest successes in my life yeah. have always come from gut decisions. I didn't yeah. think about them. I did in the past. I yeah. That was what was in my way. And yeah. then when I was like, literally like if I'm buying like a, a property or like I'm, I'm 
spending a large amount of like some money that's like it's a big fucking problem if this doesn't succeed i've i've done that multiple times and it's yes. scary but like i've i've done those decisions within 5 minutes while i'm walking to an airplane or something i've just been like yep that thing this thing tell someone we're going to do this thing or whatever whenever i made those decisions with my god they have worked out better than anything that I've ever done where I sit there and I analyze the living shit out of it. And I think about everything that could go wrong and everything. And like, you know, from risk management, like you do have to do those things and you should know those things. So I'm not telling people just do whatever and you're going to be fine. You should know things but like your gut, like your feeling about something, the way that you feel about a situation is very different sometimes than what you think about it. You can think that this is the right thing and then think it's the wrong thing later. You feel a certain way when you're walking into a building or you're meeting someone or like something like you feel something. And that's like an innate portion of us 200,000 years ago is the same build of a human (laughs) being. There's a, there's a a feeling that we have that we don't necessarily realize 250 years or 300 years of like modern society. Right. right? That like you had that shit when you're getting hunted and shit. Like we have like this gut thing that makes us a human 200,000 thousand years ago the same mind and everything that we have the really important thing that we have and use that shit use that yes absolutely absolutely (laughs) those are your superpowers those are the modern day superpowers that people kind of like oh maybe i should do a calculator now listen listen to yourself i think sometimes when you do that and you 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 listen honestly because there's a there's ways to cheat out of that, right? Yes. But if you listen to yourself honestly, you'll find your answers and and you can do actions, right? Depending on on what you what you heard. So I think that's probably what I would say. Not listening to myself back then. That's you know, it's probably what 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 I would say. Right. Now. Flip side, because sometimes it's a different answer than just doing the thing that you said that you should be doing. Is just like, what's the best idea you've ever had? Wow. Best idea along the way. You're like, this is clearly awesome. Best idea that I ever had was to be able to think about doing this in a group that was not a group. Having my master engineer there and my my other, you know, having that entourage of people that are, I now call my friends, right, which are all over the place. Listen, everybody has time constraints. Everybody has all kinds of issues, right, to make it. But they were part of this project or whatever you're doing along the way. And they, they make their mark and they help you through that. And I think in my sense, kind of thinking about, about it from a detachment kind of thing and saying, all right, I want to go to project from B, but I want to be able to use all these people just non-exclusively. I I just want to, I just want to have a toolbox of people have, have made me just have no boundaries in what I can create. And I think that's, that's very important. And I, in that same way, you could extrapolate. In my case, it's a little bit more specific. But if in your case, you might have, you know, a group of people that you trust that are just, you know, your tools to, to work with. And, the team. and yeah, you, you have to. It, it's impossible to do this in a, in a, even if it's your wife, right? She's picking stuff up. That's, that's your team. You know, she is I mean? absolutely, she's the team captain. Yes, absolutely. And that's my point. Sometimes you gotta, you, you have to look for help in, in places where you didn't even seem to find it. I've been very blessed that I, I got it from, from many people. So, you know, including you now, because this is, I've never done a podcast and this is great. So thank you. I'm on the team, baby. I'm You're the in team. the circle of trust. In the <laughs> awesome. I'm on the runway. You got it. You're on the wrong way. <laughs> All right. What would be actually, you've mentioned it in these questions, which is funny. What would be your superpower, George, 
that makes you very good at something? What is it? People would say it about you. I think I have. Well, this is great. I think I have the power to inspire. Then inspire and 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 <laughs> kind of convince people that this might be a great idea. It might not be a good power to use, but it, I think you could I, use it for bad. Absolutely, or you could use it for good. No, but yes, I am. A, I am absolutely a good guy. I'm. I'm not a villain. That's Edwin my, says the force. Edwin ah, says the force. Absolutely. <laughs> That's you what it is, man. You're. You're. Your way to inspire is like, these are not the droids you're looking for. Like, this is what you need to do. And they're like, all right, I've got it. Right. That's right. That's exactly right, my friend. I think it's, it's learning, seeing, seeing that product. Remember, we were talking earlier about kind of imagining the end product when, when all you have is shit here. You know, all you have is the raw tracks or all you have is an idea. Yeah. That vision of having this be bigger than yourself is what what my superpower is i think that's a huge superpower man so we'll see we'll see we'll 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 have this conversation again in a couple of years and we'll see dude it's a huge superpower like yeah. this happens to me in like places that i i renovate where i go in like i'm i tell the story about this place that we picked yeah. out for this property when we were touring this my wife and i we came in here this place was abandoned for a year it was owned yeah. by this guy who was a really great person, but he just didn't have a lot of money. So he didn't necessarily do the right fixes for things for like 15 yeah. years. And this place is beaten up. Like it was sketchy. We came in here, we hung out for an hour. And I was like, this is fucking the one. Like, this is it. It's going to be beautiful. There's literally plywood walls and shit. It's just sketchy. You know what they're I mean? Not, but I'm like, they're... but I'm sitting there. I'm like, this is the best. And we spent an hour. And then there, we spent so long there that the other, other people that were touring the property to look at right. it came right. in and they walked in. They literally walked in the first hallway, turned around and walked back out, got in their car and drove away. And that was it. <laughs> and the difference being is like I and obviously it could be like what they want out of it, too. Like not many people want to turn an old farmhouse into a recording studio and living space. So I'm, I'm kind of fucking weird there. But it's like yeah. when I see it, I see long term. I'm not looking at the plywood. I'm not looking at the animal shit around, like literally <laughs> animal shit that I clean out of. You know what I mean? I see. I'm like, this is what it's going to be, dude. This is going to be a bomb ass studio. It's going to be a beautiful place that people live. It's going to be Character. awesome. I'm yeah, not looking at all the sketchy shit. Whereas yeah. other people, like you're saying, like you could be holding your song it's a pile of poop to start with, but like, yeah. you're like, Hey, this is what it's going to be, man. Don't let, don't worry about it. Like that vocal is going to sound awesome. This is going to sound good. Like this is awesome. You see yeah. that that's a superpower, man. Definitely. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. I, I definitely, I, I believe it is. So hopefully it will turn into something good. Yeah. What is a resource or resources that you'd recommend to the audience could be on any of the things that we talked on tonight. Could be podcast, whatever you like, man. Well, I, I will definitely recommend your podcast. This is great. This is very motivational. This is Thank good you, man. information. I also would, would definitely recommend URM. I went there for the wrong reasons and got everything and more that I would ever want. I went there thinking that I was going to be a mixer and mastery engineer. And I got the validation that I want to be an artist. I don't want to do that. I have other people that can do that for me. But what I really got was these collaborations and these friends and the community that it's second to none. So I would definitely recommend that. Other than that, just go outside, look at other people that are doing what you and I are doing and look at what they, they are doing. Hmm. It's not about, it's not about copying. It's about 
seeing how possible it is what you're thinking. So I would definitely recommend something like that. And I don't endorse- listen to what I say. Watch what I do. Exactly. And, and, and see, see what you can get from that because absolutely there's a lot to learn outside. I know there's a big, big, big sea of information, but there's people doing it right. There's people, there's people doing it their own way. It's just about defining your goal and what you want to be. If you want to be a superstar, then you have to kind of look on that. But that was never my goal. My goal was to create, right? So things, you know, I, I look at people that are doing that, but absolutely, just, just you know, resources, that, and, and everything that's out there. You know, at this point, you can get classes, you can do whatever outside. But believing in yourself, Hmm. That is a skill that you have to kind of like master. So try to get as much things as you can possibly can to believe in yourself. And when you get there, then start creating and do whatever you have to do. Right, right. You got to get there. You got to be able to have that for yourself to do it. Last is the easiest, my man. That is where do people keep up with Runway 11, Runway Media, George? Where do they yep. keep up with you? I'll put that all in here with the resources in the show notes. That's awesome. Well, we have runway11.com, which is our main website, but we are very active in Instagram. We're very active in Facebook. And I, I, I say active, but we literally just started this. So we are, you know, I started seeing my, my, you know, my followers go up from zero to a hundred within a week. I know that's small, but listen, for me, it makes, it's not small, man. It's, it's, it's huge. So, and, and, and there's a lot that we're going to be coming up. Our new, a new single, I think it's going to come up the next week, next month on the 19th of November, I believe. So that's going to be huge. So Instagram, Facebook, Runway 11, and you can buy our stuff or, or listen to our stuff on all anything that's out there. We have a little problem with Spotify. We actually aggregated our song and it came with a, Huge gap right in the middle. So try to avoid that until we get them resolved. But yeah, I think Ted literally posted about this in our community because he he asked me something. And I was like, he asked a question about something with Spotify. I was like, I've never fucking heard of that in my entire life. So it's apparently your project. So it's my first single, first single. And then the first song has two minutes of of gap, of of silence gap. So weird. Hey, Apple Music Boy right here. I'm all right. All right. So that's right. That's right. And everybody else too. So, you know, it's only Spotify. (laughs) The only only problem. So, oh my God. Come on, Swedish people. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. And and engage with us Uh, as much as you can. We're, we're literally living the transition. So the more, the more people we have on, on, on our end, that would be great. So please, you know, like. Uh, listen and, and share. That's that's cool. what we ask. Awesome. So for people who are hanging out with us live, first of all, thank you guys for watching this show live. I'm on every Thursday night on Instagram and Facebook here. Any questions that we didn't answer, feel free to, to DM me on Instagram here or, or hit me up on Facebook and I can get back with George. I know that there were some that I was like way wrapped up and we didn't get to. So feel free to do that. Anyone that's coming in here late and you're like, hey, I wish that I heard the rest of this episode. This will be out in probably about five weeks or something on all podcast platforms or it will live on Facebook and Instagram like in the videos section of it, but not like in the, it'll get lost in the feed. So it'll be in there, but you can listen to that on all podcasts platforms. And if you want to see those resources he mentioned, or you're driving or something when you're listening to this down the line, and you want to be able to click on that stuff down below in the show notes on what you're listening to, you will have all of George's links, all of the links to some of the resources that he mentioned. Also, you can go to wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes. 
and check out those links there as well. Thank you guys for listening to the Waking Up From Work podcast. Thank you, George, for being on the podcast, my man. This is a, a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Also, I'm humble. So thanks. Oh, yeah, man. First podcast, like I said. Mm-hmm.